Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 103, Familiar Feeling. And we can talk at the end about why it's titled Familiar Feeling. I think Minnie had a, a bunch of reasons, which were really nice. And today we have Ocean and Foo. Hello. Hello. All right. So starting us off, we have what Sofa, and F, what Sofa has posted before, which is an image of all the main four falling down. And when you get to the end of the episode, you will see why this gorgeous image was included. <laughs> Um, we start off with what happened at the last episode was that the uh, somebody cut off from the from the phantom scythe, cut the catwalk into two, separating Lauren and Kieran. They said, okay, we'll meet up later, which was like, okay, will they meet up later? And we have Lauren running with her gun, her arm, you know, still like showing us that she's injured, going up to the roof. And she thinks to herself, over there, I'll go up and around. And meanwhile, up on top of her, unbeknownst to her, we see the messenger <laughs> like he looks like a bat he or she is just like cr crouching up there on the rafters with this giant stick in their hands and i'm like no <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's just sitting there he's just sitting there <laughs> that's so funny he reminded me of like a raven because you know how people yeah. are always saying ravens are the messengers of death that's kind of what that reminded me of when i saw like the mask with the beak there very ominous looking not so not a, not a happy sight and she laura is just tapping along you know unknowingly and then suddenly she does detect the guy the messenger jumping down swinging the bat at her face she ducks thank god dodges and she thinks like what the and she does her classic kick <laughs> kicks the messenger um i think the messenger hits something i can't quite figure out all the panels i will say um, maybe he does or doesn't, he or she does or doesn't, I don't know. But Lauren runs away and jumps on the railing. She's actually, um, yeah, she jumps on the railing and then the messenger is jumping and she jumps to a different catwalk and she does her flip. It's like a lot of actioning stuff. She is jumping to a different catwalk and the messenger is jumping after her. She's shooting backwards. The messenger dodges all the bullets by running along the like railing of the catwalk. These people are true ninjas. I have to say, I'm amazed none of them have fallen over to their deaths just from like their antics that they're doing. <laughs> I need to get on that parkour life. My brother does it. <laughs> I'm always oh, yeah? so nervous, but they're really doing well for themselves. So. <laughs> I should take some lessons from my brother. <laughs> you ever get chased on catwalks in a factory? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and Lauren's like, <sighs> basically, she's like, how frustrating. This person isn't being, like, dissuaded by my great tactics. <laughs> and Messenger is just catching up on her. She throws some boxes at the messenger. Um, doesn't seem to be too effective. And meanwhile, Kim is observing from the ground and she sees this Nali on, up on top there and she's like, what? And, you know, her eyes are widening. At this point, the messenger who I think we get to see some of their back now, right? Is that like their skin showing underneath the, the cloak? Either that or like a white shirt or something like that underneath, I was thinking maybe. Okay, I guess that makes more sense, like color shirt. Yeah, so Lauren's going up the steps to the... Oh, I think it's to their vest. Um, you can see it in some of the previous panels, I think, that they have... Uh, they're wearing, like, a brown vest, I believe. It's kind uh... of hard to see because of the lighting, but I think that's what's under there. 
So okay, yeah, I guess you can. So Kim is thinking back to what Will said, where she said that he said that Loon got shot earlier. One of them saves us, one of them is down. And if it is who you think it is, and she looks and she sees like the arm shot, right? So she's like, basically she's like, oh my God, that's probably Lauren. And she thinks to herself, Loon. And then she's like, fuck, fuck. And she's trying to get her foot out from underneath this like catwalk. And she's just cursing and trying to get it out and really, really like just putting all her efforts in. And then you see this really, really, really um, emphatic black and white panel, just like sketches of her in total frustration, just trying desperately to get out from under there so she can help who she thinks is Lauren out. It's a beautiful panel. Like it's just black and white and you can, it really captures like the pain that Kim's in right now. Very, like very good at portraying the emotion i also i was surprised that kim pulled her like pulled her uh herself out like just by herself like i thought she would need help that's that mama bear strength that's what i call that just like you know those stories where moms can like lift a car to get their kids or something yeah she's just thinking about lauren that's so crazy though and her foot is throbbing and the throb part is in red so like you can just really feel that pain but she's not dissuaded and she just and her arm is bleeding and she just grabs the closest weapon that she finds and because she is in it for the fight she is going to save her friend and we love it and it just really shows you again what like determination can do um i'm definitely a big believer in like the power of will um I think it's one of the, it's like the most powerful force that there is. And I'm very much a believer if there's a will, there's a way in basically almost all circumstances. Um, so I just love seeing that and how Kim is able to get herself out because of how, how motivated she is to help her, help Lauren. Purple Hyacinth, uh, friendship is magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Ocean, you can take over. All right, and now we see Lauren coming to the roof um, and the purple hyacinth member coming behind. Uh, it's just very dramatic. It's raining and it just looks very miserable, I have to say, up there. Um, so she's thinking to herself, the roof. And I think her plan here, she's like, oh, like, fuck, I can't. I think she wanted to jump somewhere off or something like that is kind of what I got from that. Um, but anyway, she turns around, uh, tries to kick the other member, and he kicks the gun out of her hand. Or sorry, she tries to shoot him, and he kicks the gun out of her hand. Um, He's using her main tactic against her because she is apparently a big kicker. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and then we see him push her down and start stepping on her gun wounds. Uh. I was re- I was so angry when I saw that panel. I was like, how dare you? It's one thing if you want to kidnap her and like knock her out. Why are you twisting her wound? That's really not nice. <laughs> They're a messenger, Mindy. <laughs> oh, but still, like, mm, well, yes, this just makes me not like this person. Which I don't know when you want to discuss the identity, but of this messenger. But if this messenger is Raphael and they know Lauren from when they were a little kid, it's just doubly wounding and stabbing the heart. Yeah, especially but, because it's not like she got like any good hits on him. I don't think like particularly she didn't shoot him. Like he just really went for it there. Right. So I wonder if that was like we don't know who this messenger is and what their motivation is and what their personality is, but. Is this like part of, okay, I just have to subdue her? Or is this like, I'm a nasty person. And I'm going to make her suffer. Um, probably a mix of both. Like, cause I don't know. He either is trying to, or they're either trying to capture her, right? Or they're trying to kill her because they only need one loon member. But we don't know what Kieran's up to. And we don't know if the Phantom Psych knows what Kieran's up to. So, like, I don't know. Because it is a messenger, so you would expect them to be ruthless, especially since, like, I'm also surprised that, like, 
the messengers out on the field because you know they're such a, an important uh, chess piece into all of the Phantom Scythe operations that I wouldn't expect them to do field work. So like they need to stay safe because just how important they are. So it's important that they're like bloodthirsty. <laughs> discuss who we think the messenger is because okay, now that yeah. i'm looking at these panels i see what some people have been saying yeah okay i've had this theory for a couple months now and i think i explained it on the last podcast maybe i think for 102 i don't know but i'm pretty sure i've explained it on podcast at some point so in this theory it's been widely like just assumed for like since we um since we like saw Raphael's tattoo that he is the messenger and I mean it's valid because we saw the messenger's tattoo during the Carmen Camellia arc and then uh, we met and then we like found out about Raphael and then we found out about Raphael being in the circus and his tattoo so you know you know puzzle solved immediately it, was, it took like three episodes really from when we initially found out about Raphael but the thing with that is is that it's just a little too quick and so um after 91 came out and I was rereading I just found it really odd that it was the messenger so Raphael right because that was common knowledge we all thought it was Raphael who was the one who snitched to Apostle 7 and it's like okay uh that doesn't seem very in character for Raphael, at least like to theories, because it, it, it has been theorized that he is trying to protect Will by staying emotionally distant. And we do know that he did care for Will when he left uh, from his letter. So I don't think Raphael would like go out of his way to hurt the, um, the important relations of someone else when he doesn't really need to because like if he didn't say anything then no one would know it'd be fine because like i'm sure he wouldn't have appreciated someone doing the same for him like if someone saw like will uh approaching him at the circus so like i kind of went on a rabbit hole and then i basically ended up with athena is the actual messenger and it's hard to tell because at the time uh, the best panels I had of Messenger 7 were from the Carmen Camellia arc where the messenger does look more masculine. However, if you look at the messenger in this episode, he, yeah. or he, they, technically, sorry, I still use he because, uh, yeah, most people are still like, it's Raphael. He definitely has more of a feminine build. So, like, what if the messenger is like a he? yeah what if he isn't a he but actually like a she that being athena and i did a this morning i went through the messenger panels and i did a little bit of an analysis of them uh where i compared like the bill the messenger's build to Raphael's build and athena's build and you can like you can definitely see it that the messenger in this episode looks a lot skinnier than Raphael not a lot but like you can tell that they're like a bit slimmer and closer to Athena like they look more like Athena than they do Raphael I like it. I, I'm totally for the fact that I think Sophie and I like love to put twists on us so not gonna be surprised <laughs> yeah no that's a good call especially with the placement of that um, the tattoo. I was thinking it was Raphael too, because I don't think I saw Athena's tattoo, or I can't remember where it was anyway. Mm -hmm. We actually don't know the location of Athena's tattoo because she, um, she's every time that we've seen her, she's been wearing her coat, so mm -hmm. that covers most of her body, including her arms and wrist. So if she did have a wrist tattoo, it would have been covered at all times. Theoretically, it could be anyone else with the, with the tattoo on their wrist, and we don't even know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming Orpheus, yeah, Orpheus has a tattoo in the same place as Eurydice, because they share an act. 
Uh, I don't know where Artemis and Morpheus's tattoos are, but something curious is is that Kieran he has a scar on his right arm, and it you can tell it's this huge scar. It's like a it's like he cut off a chunk of skin, or someone cut off a chunk of skin there. And what's curious about that is that where his scar is is the exact same location of where Bella's scar, uh, not her scar, where her tattoo is. So there is a theory that he was a part of the circus. So if he was a part of the circus, it is possible that that's where his tattoo was. And when he left the circus, he cut it off. Like he cut off the skin where the, where the tattoo would have been. So he would have had a tattoo in the same location as Bella, which makes it possible for Athena and Raphael to have a tattoo in the same locations as well. I also wonder from the the fact that this messenger was like grinding their knee onto Lauren's uh, arm. I wonder if this messenger has a personal vendetta against Lauren and like doesn't like them personally. And then maybe it's someone who knows Lauren on a personal level, which now that like is like, who could that be? Like, <laughs> Ooh, good point. I think, well, because the messenger recognizes her as Loon, um, it could be to just try and knock Lauren out unconscious, maybe. So, like, the messenger doesn't have to deal with them. But that's very true. It's pro. It can't be. Obviously, it's not Kim or Will or Lucas because they're all, they're all at the site. But like, it's not Sake. He's dead. We know. Hopefully, he's dead. <laughs> that would be a very wild theory if he wasn't dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, we saw his corpse. No worries. He's dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good point. Oh, there was something. Oh, as, yeah. As I okay. say all the time, we'll find out. <laughs> it's like the classic <laughs> line here. All the things we don't know. I was, oh, yeah. I was also thinking if it was Athena, it would make slightly more sense on why, as we'll see in just a little bit, why the messenger throws Kim off the roof. Because we do get a very specific scene where it's Kim and Athena, where the focus is Kim and Athena. And that's episode 51, when Athena uh, asks for volunteers from the crowd during a circus royale, like mini performance. Uh, and she uh, takes Kim, right? And, uh, you know, she gives Kim a paintball gun and Kim has to shoot these targets, which are held up by Zephyr. And while Kim does that, Athena commentates. And it's, I realized it, I think this morning, maybe it might've been last night. I think it was last night. And I was like, every, almost basically everything in PH has meaning. And so like, while that could have been, while that scene could have been to just uh, further set up uh, Athena and the rest of the Circus Royale as well as remind us of how good of a shooter Kim is it could have also been a scene where Athena would get to like observe Kim and learn about Kim right and since it, Athena would know about how good of a shooter Kim is and like how she's just slightly more dangerous than a lot of other um, APD people then it makes slightly more sense on why she would throw Kim off the roof so Kim wouldn't be able to further interfere because she knows about Kim's abilities. Athena also was very like negative and pejorative throughout, um, well, she was sarcastic throughout her like her announcing thing. And then after when they left, like it was just a very, you could tell the circus people did not like the APD and were very prejudiced against them. So it, if it's Athena, she has seems to have like a personal dislike for ABD people and like probably even for Kim because she brought her up there wanting her to fail and wanting to humiliate her in front of the crowd but then Kim succeeded so that like made Athena you know, probably made Athena feel you know I don't know put down or disappointed or you know something so that would give her another personal reason to be angry at Kim <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah for that I don't know because like I don't know if she specifically be mad at Kim for that because it does put on a good show right Kim being able to shoot all the targets however um we do know that 
Athena did come from Grey Chapel, like most of the other Pantheon people, like uh, Bella. I think that was part of the Pantheon's backstory is how uh, Redcliffe picked up a bunch of kids off the streets of Grey Chapel and trained them into the Circus Royale. So she, and we know that, you know, the APD in the Grey Chapel area are not the best people. So like, it's very likely that Athena herself just has the vendetta against the police, right? Because of her experiences and because of how she was treated when she was way younger by police there. It also makes sense that her ego was slightly wounded when Kim got those shots because she'd be a little bit upset. She kind of expected her to fail. And then everyone in her troop is just kind of like, oh, great. Like, because they're obviously in like the phantom sites. So they're trying to make a fool of the police when they ask them up there. So I like that theory. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because they would maybe like they would want to make a fool of the APD, not just Kim, right? They would want people to lose hope in the police or just to lose faith, at least. There we go. It's settled. This is Athena (laughs) or someone from the circus. (laughs) It could be Raphael. We already know it's someone from the circus. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I also saw a theory today that someone thought it could be Zephyr. Um, Let me see if I can find what they were saying. Because their experience of throwing people? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I think it was okay so like because okay so they're saying I was thinking it could be Athena but I feel like it could also be Zephyr they're both skinny and seem like they'd use jump attacks the most especially since Zephyr is a trapeze performer not to mention Zephyr made direct eye contact with Lauren before and it would be interesting if he recognized her eyes I didn't think it would be Raphael because Raphael uses used a gun while the person who attacked Lauren used their hands and feet I can't remember. Did we see anyone in the circus doing like tightrope walking or something? (laughs) (laughs) They really were running on that um that railing there when Lauren was shooting at them. I don't think so. Walking. I don't remember who it was. Um, We saw aerial silks, I think. But yeah, the also like the messenger does some pretty messed up stuff in this episode. You know, like first trying like you know first hitting Lauren trying to hit Lauren with a metal pole or something, metal tube, some metal bat. And then, you know, kneeling on her bullet wound, right? And then throwing him off a building, like the very climax of it all. And that's kind of like, do you think Raphael would do that? Do we want Raphael to do that? Like, this is expected with the messenger. We shouldn't be surprised that the messenger would do this because it's the messenger they they got the position of messenger somehow but like i think a lot of us uh, in the fandom are rooting for will and Raphael to reconcile and to like reunite and be happy together again because you know they both still care deeply for each other so i'm like uh would would we want Raphael to be throwing Kim off a building would we accept that would Will accept that <laughs> forgive that yeah I I, I totally hear it's like I you always say sorry, sorry what go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's um that's her future brother-in-law if that is Will I <laughs> 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 don't know if that'd be forgiven <laughs> Yeah, so it's like what you say that Kieran's killings are not people that we know and that's why we're able to tolerate it and when yeah. the authors want to have an emotional impact it'll be with people that we know so yeah so you know theoretically like we know we can assume Raphael has done bad stuff but if he does bad stuff to people that we know then we get really angry <laughs> yeah because like yeah it's basically we're super biased <laughs> because like uh with when it's people we know then we're able to relate to them we understand their stories we understand who we are who they are and they have an impact on our lives as well by like just existing and them being in our heads but you know in real life too when it's something that you don't know or it's a situation that you can't you like really can't relate to then 
it can be a lot harder to empathize and a lot harder to care. And yeah, it ex- it's it extends to both fictional worlds and again, real worlds. And it is a bit of a problem sometimes, a lot of times. But yeah, I think, you know, if Kieran, like if we got to know like just three of Kieran's victims, I think a, like a lot of people would like Kieran a lot less. Like if we just had, you know, maybe two to three episodes dedicated to three of his victims, like, oh, bye-bye Kieran's popularity rate. Yeah. <laughs> true, very, very, very true. Yep. Well, do you wanna continue, Ocean? Uh, yeah. So we see the messenger um, choking Lauren, I think, and stepping on her gun wound. Um, see the blood coming and it's throbbing. Um, obviously, she's crying. And then we see Kim come through and smack him in the head. Um, Kim is the MVP. She has always been my favorite character. Love her um obviously she got a really good hit so you can see some blood there sorry Um, i'm so excited thank you thank you kim (laughs) yes go kim um lauren can finally get a breath again um and while she's catching a breath we see kim go at the um at him again the phantom site phantom site member and um he throws kim off the building and it's, it's such an irony because he was slipping before. Like he was at the edge of the roof and slipping. Like we got a panel just of his feet falling. And I was like, oh my God, is he going to fall off? And then boom, like the reversal. Shizzle. That was the like, Uno reversal. That was the ultimate Uno reversal. <laughs> <laughs> now this person has got skills because they were in the defensive position. They were falling backwards and Kim had a... A, a stick or whatever right and they went from there like about to fall off the roof or at least go against the edge of the roof on themselves to like grabbing the bar and making her fall off the roof like that's I mean it's very bad but it's also very good <laughs> well done yeah they, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they have acrobatic training because they know like they have some good idea of how physics would work if they have the momentum to like pull Kim and throw her off the building. I feel like the, um, that also gave them the leverage because you know when like you're falling and you grab something and you can yeah. kind of pull up. So like, he was able to pull himself up or she was and then also throw Kim like almost in one movement kind of. Mm-hmm. Because like it seemed like both of them were sort of in the air there. So like they they were both moving right and then you know pull it a little bit farther and you basically have her like <laughs> off the roof so uh note to kim do not stay airborne for very long because then you'll end up airborne for a lot longer <laughs> oh my gosh do you want to continue with our like gripping oh, horrifying yes. heart-stopping <laughs> panels i shall continue so it's yeah we we leave on that one panel of like Kim just in the air and the messenger is running and Lauren is watching in horror and shock. And yeah, so the messenger escapes and we get this beautiful panel of Kim just through the air and you can kind of feel like what it's like for Kim and it's a bit of like time stopping almost. Like just, it's like a full body shot and like nothing's touching her. She's just complete free fall how did you guys when you guys saw this panel what were you thinking what were you feeling internal panic I was like Kim cannot die right now I was like wondering why the um the messenger left I was wondering why the messenger left first of all without taking Lauren with them that's also curious yeah I was like my mind yeah when I saw this I I didn't think that well I didn't uh I didn't know if Lauren I was like there was doubt in my mind on whether Lauren would be able to catch her because Lauren would have to like lean over the railing right catch her with one arm and then the other arm would have to like you know hold on to that railing so like she doesn't like slip over as well right 
And Lauren only has one good arm right now. And we just saw the messenger kind of like, you know, dig into that wound a little more. So I was, I was like, you know, if Will doesn't catch Kim at the bottom, like bridal <laughs> style, I'm quitting this webcam. <laughs> because like, I thought that she was literally going to fall to the ground and break her spine and die or something. Yeah. I, when I saw this panel, I was like, oh, are they going to actually kill Kim? Yeah. Because same. you talked about like, basically having no stakes in a story. If you know that all of your characters are going to survive, it's too safe and you don't get that anxiety that comes with the uncertainty of, you know, are how, how bad are things going to get? So I have a feeling, even though, you know, the authors like to say, oh, we're going to serve you tears. I do have a feeling the main four will survive and that there won't be like too much tragedy at the end, based a lot on how they acted in this arc, honestly, because before this, I was like, oh, they're going to kill people. But at this point, because they're keeping everybody safe, um, I do think that they're not going to kill off main people and it's not going to be so quite so tragic. But before all that happened before this, I was like, oh, my God, are they going to actually kill her? <laughs> And, um, but yeah, that didn't happen. Well, I, I, was, to, I don't know. Sorry. Oh, go sorry, Ocean, you can go. I was just going to say, like, Kim is just, like, the light of this web team. She is, like, the comic relief besides, like, the lamp lady and the butler. Like, if Kim leaves this web team, it's going to be a whole lot darker, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Mindy, on what you're saying, like, I did, like, going into this arc, when we expected like a mid-season I was like they're not gonna kill anybody like it's gonna get intense maybe some people are gonna get shot but it's the mid-season of the second season I don't think they would kill anyone like super important and then this happened and I was like oh my god (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) was I played (laughs) would they actually kill someone at like mid-season of the second season (laughs) because like I would expect more of something like a plot point revealed or like a bigger twist right maybe some emotional climax as we see in a few panels but like not someone not one of the O4 dying because like that's something that you would save for a finale of a season (laughs) but thankfully uh, Lauren catches Kim uh with I think that's I think it's her left arm that's wounded yeah but then Kim slips out of her grasp she got this right hand and it's like oh wow Kim's I personally I was like okay Kim's done for yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was it was like (gasps) that's how it was it was like oh my god she's dying okay she's saved oh my god she's dying okay she's saved (laughs) a roller coaster if I've ever seen one so Kim slips and then we get this blurred panel of Lauren uh looking incredibly scared and panicked and it's from Kim's perspective and you can see in the next panel of Kim uh that her eyes have gone dull no this is so emotional oh my gosh I also don't know if you guys have realized this but Lauren's reflection is in Kim's eyes. If you like zoom in, you can see like the silhouette of Lauren in her mask. <laughs> and Lauren's and Kim's still reaching out. And then um, Lauren reaches out again with her left arm, which is the wounded arm. And there, you can't, her eyes like have gone basically white. Like she's in a ton of pain as and then she catches Kim's wrist just barely and then grabs onto her arm uh, with her good hand, with her good hand and she pulls her back up onto the roof and I really thought uh, that they were both gonna fall off at this point because it's so slippery I thought she was gonna fall off with Kim mm-hmm, same like it's like I don't know like if she's leaning over the railing and she puts too much weight forward and like she's just gonna topple over but yeah they uh they stumble backwards uh kim collapses onto lauren and lauren just hugs kim like just holding her tightly 
I'll have to take a moment to shed some tears, people. <laughs> how how much did this hit your heart? Really hard. I think it was like personally, it's one of my favorite moments of the entire arc. Like I know I'm gonna get like slack for this, but I think it's I think this moment is better than the Loki moment in the last episode. I knew you were gonna say like, that. Yeah, it I mean it had it had that build up right and uh like Kim and Lauren have been friends for so long and we were we were all just waiting for Kim to finally get that moment of like realization uh or like that moment of like just confrontation I guess with Lauren in acceptance of this is who Lauren is and Lauren accepts that Kim knows that she is Loon and we've had like three fake outs this season I believe or not this season in this arc where we had like nine we had 96 where Kim and Lauren go face to face but the red lighting stops Kim from realizing then we have 98 where Kim tries to arrest Lauren still those two don't get their moment and then we have 99 where Kim almost almost unmasks Lauren but then the PS interrupts but finally after three attempts fourth fourth times the charm <laughs> and it's exactly I don't I don't really like like the first part of this arc but the second part of this arc has been really good and I'm it was really nice seeing them like embrace here love it love it love it yeah love these it. panels are so beautiful where it flashes back um to all the time well, not all the times but a lot of the times where they've had like really intimate moments and um, it's just really sad. <laughs> it really got me going. I read all this this morning. So it, it was a great way to start my day. I didn't even need coffee. Just got <laughs> Yeah. It looks like Lauren's crying also. We have these sounds of like, <laughs> which I'm like, thank you, Lauren. Like I'm the biggest fan of when people break down emotionally. <laughs> Sorry. I know this, this is like my, uh, like my, I don't know, my most favorite human experience to like, break down emotionally because I think that's when you experience life most vividly and you recognize what's important to you and when everything is just I don't know that's my personal favorite experience and I'm so happy to see Lauren crying because Lauren is a little bit um out of touch with her feelings and she's very closed off and she doesn't ever release them and I'm so happy to see her release them and like this is like she's been carrying around so much anxiety so much worry so much pressure not just for like Dylan and all the 10 year stuff, which she's carried around for years, but also the recent pressure of being moon and hiding it, blah, blah, blah. And like, she's finally letting it out. Like she's doesn't have the resources to keep it in anymore. She just almost lost her best friend who, you know, like almost died because of her or whatever, basically rescuing her. And she's finally like letting that emotion go where she just can't hold it back anymore. And it's so beautiful to see. I love it. Mm-hmm. This might be the first time that Lauren's cried since Canvas, Purple Hyacinth, like since Purple Hyacinth was on Canvas. Like, I don't think we've seen her cry except from like Allendale. Maybe. Um, in the boxing scene, like after she boxes after 43, oh, like true. in 44. But like, she, but it's not, it's not sobbing. It's just like, like tears running. Yeah. It's just, there's also, yeah. I think, um, doesn't she, when she wakes up from that dream, doesn't she have some tears running down her face also? I don't know. I think she's just, I think she clasped her fist. I don't remember if she does cry there, but like full on sobbing, basically. This is, yeah. And so Lauren is just holding on to Kim tightly and him, her arms aren't like, she's, she herself isn't holding Lauren, but her arms are kind of around her a bit. And Kim just looks absolutely shocked. I, I'm pretty sure Kim was just like accepting death for a minute there, moment, <laughs> as she was falling. And as Kim is being held, she flashes back to a bunch to a bunch of panels or older moments um, that she had. Uh, with Lauren and she sees uh, she sees the scene from 
her and Lauren outside of the cafe. She sees herself hugging Lauren after Lauren comes back from facing the purple hyacinth. Uh, she sees herself crying, like, as a joke uh, with Will in the background. And she sees herself, um, again, hugging Lauren in, from episode 50. She flashes back to their meeting and to when they went to when they went to the bar together like for an episode 82 and then she flashes back to her kind of piggybacking off Lauren and Kim closes her eyes and hugs Lauren too I think all those almost all those memories are where they were hugging or touching like so I feel like that was her body reliving the physical sensation of being hugged by Lauren. So she's like, yeah, this is her. This is definitely her. Like, I know what it's like. That's what I was thinking here too. She looks like she's just processing when she's thinking about all this. And she's like, oh, this feels familiar. Like, I know this touch, like I know this energy. So there's even like a scene where they're not touching and it seems to like spark her remembering just Lauren in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. That, that last one, like this panel here, she seems to be like experiencing like a feeling of closeness and closure and relief, like closure as in like, oh, I know for sure it's finally, I know now that is Lauren. And maybe I think the relief to me comes from the fact that she's like, yes, Lauren might've been doing loon stuff. And I might be like very nervous about what that means because it's like, she's in association with the phantom sites she's doing vigilante justice like who knows what that has made my best friend like who is she now but I think that relief is like Lauren even if she's loon is still my friend and she's still someone who cares about me and she's still the same person that I know and love and I don't have to be worried about like what has she become now that she's loon at least that's what I read in her in her relief mm-hmm. yeah same here I just noticed something um you can see that the rain lets down and you can see the sun shining through uh, when Kim finally embraces Lauren as well. But if you look at the reflection, you can see that Kim's, it's the panel from before when Kim hasn't fully embraced her yet. I don't know if that's a mistake <laughs> or if there's some deeper meaning behind that. I'm going to hope it's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reflection. That's a good observation. <laughs> if it is you caught it (laughs) so um then we cut to i believe it's kim's radio and we see attention all officers in action chief sinclair has arrived with more backup sending in extraction team sergeant liddell please confirm your location and kim says I'm on the rooftop on the eastern side of the factory. Uh, And then the radio says, confirmed extraction unit arriving in two minutes. And Lauren's eyes look a little bit dull as she looks up to Kim. And Kim looks her straight in the eyes and she says, go, get out of here, Loon. And Lauren, I believe, uh, clutches her arm, maybe tries to stand up. It's kind of hard to tell. And Kim says, do you want to get arrested? And Lauren's eyes widen at that, realizing that like him is giving her an out right here, even after she tried to arrest her herself. So that's that questioning look. I think that's the 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 dead look that you said that she has. I think it's because she's like, oh shoot, like oh you know Kim is gonna want me arrested because she arrested me before, and she's like now she's like questioning like what you want me to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so Lauren closes her eyes grabs a gun and runs to the stairwell leaving Kim alone on the rooftop and Kim says please get out of here while you still can and the last panel is her saying Lauren I don't know about you guys but I've been wondering all season what Kim was going to do because I kind of had a feeling that she was going to be the first one to figure out Lauren was Loon just because of how close they are and how they're always together and she knows that she's acting weird. So I've been wondering, is she going to turn her in if she figures it out or is she going to let her go? So that was such a relief. 
and also kind of scary because I feel like Kim is going to be put in a weird situation now. Right? Like, what's the, how's the questioning going to go? You know, what was your interaction with Loon and what did you see and who are they? It's going to kind of be parallel what Lauren did with the Purple Highest. And she, she's like, yeah, I saw the Purple Highest and then, I, you know, she gives a brief description, but she omits a lot of details. So I wonder if Kim will do the same thing. Do you think Kim is going to tell Will? Like, that is, that it is Lauren? Or do you think, do you think she's going to be like, so I went face to face with the loon member who I thought was Lauren and it wasn't her. Do you think she'll like tell him that it's not Lauren? Because I think if she does, Will is still going to remain suspicious and he might try to do some investigating on his own despite that. And then he might feel betrayed when he finds out that Kim did lie to him. Or do you think she'll be truthful to will because like he helped her try to arrest uh loon right in episode 98 so he didn't have that so far he hasn't had that moment where he's like okay maybe arresting loon right now isn't the best idea <laughs> so he hasn't had that moment yet and he hasn't had that moment like where he willingly like where it's obvious that he doesn't want Loon to be arrested so do you think she would actually tell him that it's Lauren I think that she's gonna tell him and be honest because they kind of have to um work together here in the story because I can't remember um I know Will was bringing uh Lucas out because he had gotten shot but we don't know if he saw the um the Phantom Scythe member chasing Lauren because if she says oh I got chased up there by the member and that's why I was on the roof and Will says otherwise like it's kind of gonna draw suspicion to them if their stories don't match up yeah I think I think she will I hope she will um because you know we want all of them to be able to trust each other and it would just be devastating if they if they couldn't trust each other no I hope so but yeah, I mean, I under, I would, I definitely would understand both ways because I don't know if Will is as trustworthy. But listen, we were shocked by Kim. I mean, even like with the fact that Kim was like willing to arrest her, we were shocked. We were like, oh, for sure, Kim's gonna let her go, and ultimately she is. But I think that's only because it took the whole drama of Lauren saving her and recognizing that, you know, Lauren is my friend and she does care for me and. I'll I'll let well, I'll let this go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We've also had so many um scenes in the previous chapters of Will and um Kim opening up to each other. So I feel like it's gonna just either make them closer or kind of start to drift apart, depending on what they choose to do together if she is honest with him. Yeah, like I mean they've worked pretty well in the season, right? but it would be kind of interesting to see them like become a bit more divided. Like we saw, we saw like a bit of it in episode 63 when uh, Will tried to like, where he was like, oh, I need to fix this. I need to fix your pocket watch. But Kim was like, it's always been broken. And they got into a little bit of a fight there. I'm wondering if that's like, uh, foreshadowing to like something else that might happen in the future that they might come to like a disagreement with because like they've him at least has sort of finished her mission as Soleil right she's figured out who Loon is although she hasn't reported or one person although she hasn't reported the identities also she were all at this point she probably knows Karen is Loon right because like who else would Lauren be going on midnight dates with <laughs> it's not know. for her boyfriend I don't know about that because I feel like it could, it could I don't know why they, if they would suspect Kieran I mean that's my my personal like opinion I just don't think that but the only thing connecting her and well yeah the truth is they did have a very suspicious dating yeah that didn't didn't seem to make sense so okay yeah yeah because like Kim was taking notice of how tired Lauren was, right? 
And so when the explanation came up that, oh, she was just like uh, meeting Kieran late at night, right? Because they were dating in quotations. Uh, she's going to realize that how would Lauren have time for these dates if she was busy being loon, right? So her midnight dates would have to be her going out and being loon <laughs> with someone and that probably being her boyfriend in quotations. <laughs> so like, I think she'll, yeah, I think she'll figure it out. <laughs> that was Kieran. But then she's going to get obsessed with Kieran, right? Because she's going to be like, okay, if Lauren's the APD member of Loon, then who is Kieran? Because he has to be Phantom Scythe. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's, ooh, that's interesting. Especially with like... It all started right after Lauren encountered the Purple Eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that. That too. And then like, you know, there's a theory that like... um. Lauren is going to get kidnapped by the Phantom Scythe and Kieran's going to get kidnapped by the APD. Sort of kidnapped. I don't know if the APDs got to do that, but uh, maybe. Yeah. Taken under custody. There's, yeah, there's that theory. And so, like, if Lauren's away from the scene, Kieran's going to be all by himself. And so this would give him time to bond with Kim and Will. However, Kim is going to have that suspicion of who the hell is this guy? Like, he what <laughs> like mm-hmm. i mean the kieran and kim friendship is superior but like she's also going to be really suspicious of him for a while until it's revealed that he is the fan uh, not the fantasy uh, what <laughs> he's but- that he is the purple hyacinth i'm a stuff case inside of purple hyacinth all the time by the way so don't worry like but i'm saying not just like in terms of saying the words I, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I think that Kim is gonna want to believe that Karen's a good person until she figures out that he's the purple hyacinth just because of how many people he's actually killed. I think her sympathy is kind of gonna go out the window there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of hard because I feel more. like sorry, what? Yeah, she gets to know him more just like Lauren did. It's still mm-hmm. hard though because I mean he did he he murdered so many people does he just get to get away with that now like i feel like that's kind of up in the air i feel like they might want to give lauren a pass and then turn kieran in um i feel like that could be a possible season finale potentially yeah i could also see it where kim is like where you know she kind of beefs with kieran for a little bit because of him being the purple hyacinth she doesn't reveal his identity but she just does not trust him at all but then something happens right and like Kieran helps her out in some way and she she's like fine if Lauren trusts you then so do I and I guess you're okay and that's (laughs) yeah that's when they can go become friends because I I don't think that like they can they're gonna have I think they'll have a good relationship like Kim and Kieran but I think it's going to be held back until the point where Kim knows who Kieran is because like, I mean, Kieran is kind of putting on a facade a lot of the times, like, and the, he, I think we talked about this before, but like Kieran can never really have any true genuine relationships because no one knows who he is. And uh, if he wanted to have a genuine relationship, they would have the other person would have to um, be aware of his occupation as an assassin, because if not, it's not genuine. So, yeah, and yeah. I think Lauren is the closest to that. I think that she's probably the closest person to him that we know of in the comic anyway. So I feel like she's really going to fight for Kieran um, when they figure out that he's the second person in Loon. Yeah, I mean, that could also be a way of defending Kieran, right? Because we're all like, what is Kieran going to do? Is Kieran going to die at the end? Or like, is he going to just live out the rest of his life in jail? But if Cam <laughs> gets to know Kieran, and like, if she, like, if they have like that relationship, she may be able to like learn more about the thing of Scythe. And maybe she learns about how, like, technically what Kieran has done uh, wasn't really his choice right because it's kind of ordered by the 
PS, not much free will going on here. So like, I don't think they would take Lauren's word for it, right? And they wouldn't take her testimony, but maybe they would take Kim's. Yeah, that's true. Cause um, wasn't there a theory? I don't know if it was confirmed or not, but he was one of the children that was like taken and kind of like grew up with the phantom scythe. So, I mean, he grew up in that kind of environment. So it's kind of no wonder that he's doing what he's doing. So maybe if he gives the police information, it'll be kind of one of those cases where they um, drop his charges if he brings in bigger members of purple scythe, um, of the phantom scythe. Mm-hmm. yeah I was also thinking yeah I was thinking like would they would they like how long and how or like how much jail time would Kieran serve if he brought in the freaking leader of the phantom scythe <laughs> or was it like at least responsible for the demise of the like leader like I mean would they actually like charge him that like with the time because they would have like I don't know, Lauren and Will and Darcy would probably like pull their money and get like the best lawyer in all of Artalis or something, right? They're because they're stacked, they have money. They would get the best lawyer. That lawyer's probably gonna do like one hell of a representation for him in court, right? And then they probably also get one for Bella too. So that lawyer can point out how like, you know, they not they didn't have much choice here, like not free will. And while the court I would see being them being skeptical, like ultimately i don't see kieran and bella living like a life in prison that would be a very happy ending yeah how would we get our our ships together was lauren just gonna visit kieran in jail every day Mm -mm. (laughs) the other sad thing is i feel like lauren's gonna lose her job like she already has a strike against her for Mm -hmm. going at um tim sake or tim's sake um so I feel like if they actually find out that Lauren was the second member of Loon, like, her career is over. I mean, is it, though? Like, maybe the, like, police wouldn't want her, right? The government-run agencies wouldn't want her. But if it was public information that she was Loon, someone who I think a lot of uh, the public does indeed like and are supportive of, like, I mean, she's going to have a lot of opportunities because she was loon, like maybe for private detective agencies or something like that. Probably not government run. The way things are going now, I don't think that they're going to get apprehended as loon. Um, I think that it's going to be like back to normal. And they'll only be discovered as loon at the end of the story after they've taken down the Phantom Scythe, at which point they will be recognized as having good intentions and be appreciated rather than reviled Mm -hmm. but okay that raises the question like is is lauren going to be able to return to the office like i mean she was shot in the arm like you know if we're gonna be like hey wasn't one of the members of loon shot there and like lauren where were you during the whole like when we in like surrounded the factory building like where were you what were you doing and like Tristan Tristan has to know that she's Loon right because every time that she's absent Loon is off being active right and he lives with her <laughs> like yes. he would know like if Lauren's not home one evening the next morning like the first thing he's gonna find out <laughs> about is the new Loon member or new, new Loon mission infiltration thing so like he has to know it's her yeah he's if he was a regular person, I would say maybe he doesn't connect the dots, but he's the chief of police. I would think he is pretty intelligent. So mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. And he lives with her. He knows when she's gone, right? So like... I mean, unless he just like actually goes to sleep at a normal hour and is like sleeping all the time and has no idea when she goes in and out. But yeah, <laughs> maybe. Also, like uh, we were joking about it last night. We were We were saying like Lauren's gonna, like Herman's gonna like grill Lauren on where she was and why she wasn't helping out and she's just gonna gaslight him into oblivion she was like oh I was there the whole time you just didn't see me I was fighting I like pulled I pulled Lucas out of the factory it wasn't Will it was me and I got shot by a Phantom Scythe member by the way 
yeah like you didn't see that wow you're such a bad boss like (laughs) that would be funny (laughs) you know they always say right the best lie is as close to the truth as you can possibly get it so (laughs) there we go (laughs) anyway any final thoughts on this chapter before we conclude um I don't yeah I every chapter I hope a little bit more that Lauren gets captured by the phantom sites because again she can't go back to she can't go back to the office yet because of her injury so like she has to be doing something but if she suddenly takes a leave then that's going to be very suspicious especially if she's like still around right and people know where she is however if she goes missing right then people not really her fault (laughs) so I noticed you got um top comment on uh webtoon flute so congrats for that thank you I, it was Aww. I was just screaming I didn't think it would actually get top comment but <laughs> when do you put these comments like what time like 901 or like like how fast do you have to comment to get top comments pretty Not fast like, whatever it was for you 601 mm-hmm. like yet yeah it, you have to do it very quickly like as soon as you finish the chapter like it's really hard because it's like you need if you're like seconds like too late into posting it you know people probably people probably won't see it so you have to like time it right and then you have to like emotionally resonate with people I guess and then, it has, <laughs> and then sometimes it has-, it has to be something funny that people will relate to but it also has to be at the top of your head because you know you're you're on like the clock so that's a tough job huh getting top comments yeah. <laughs> it's your second time no my third i believe oh my gosh yeah i, I got it um i got it episode eight uh, 87 91 and then now i can add 103 nice. to that nice I often wondered, like, I'm like, should I race through the episode to try to do it? First of all, I'm usually never on the episode my release has. Like, I'm always doing stuff. But I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I don't know. I, I really want to, like, just read it, like, at a good pace. Like, I don't want to run through it. But I think there was, like, um one, like, one of the new series that Webtoons released that mm-hmm. I happened to have been one of the first ones to, like, I was on Webtoons at the time. And I think I was, like, one of the first ones to read it. I don't, I don't see, I don't even remember which series it was. <laughs> I remember I was definitely like the first comment or something and I was like oh I wonder if I'll get top comment but I don't even remember which one it was and I can't go back and check (laughs) I mean I guess you could scroll through all the like new series right and look at the first episodes and just like scroll all the way back (laughs) yeah it's probably only a list of like a couple and I'll probably remember if I look up the recent ones that came out I'll probably be like okay it's probably one of these four so yeah maybe that's just Uh incredible I I don't have enough time to like read the whole comic and process it and then say something witty like my first reaction is to just detail it and then I get there and I'm like processing I'm the person liking everyone's comments and I'm like yes 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 we're actually like um for the episode 87 comment it was a response to the comment section of 80 uh of 86 and 67 because like there was a lot of Darcy hate like more hate than you would expect especially in like well in both of in both com uh in both comment sections like we didn't even know Darcy after like uh 67 and people were just hating on her and I remember I remember it vividly so uh I don't think I commented under 86 because I was literally in shock like I was crying because I just I love her character so much like I just forgot to comment so when 87 rolled around I had a little thing like just ready to copy and paste into it (laughs) and so I just yeah I just copied and pasted it and got top comment and then uh yeah for 91 I was just I didn't know what to say so I um so I just compared Apostle 7 to the blonde character from Castlevania because I didn't know his name I now know his name because I binged the series because Redcliffe inspired me to watch Castlevania. It was it's a very good show. But yeah, I now know that his name is a loot card. <laughs> and then this chapter I was just screaming. 
Well, ladies, I am very tired. So I will sign off. Thank you so, so much for coming on. It was great. I'm glad the Zoom worked. (laughs) Thank you for having us as always. Yes. Thank you, Mindy. That was a lot of fun discussing this chapter. Oh, yeah. I love this. Oh, this recording was very fun. Yep, it truly was. Well, thanks so much. Have a wonderful night. See y'all later. Bye. Thank you to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Lepris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, my one and only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tacos, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, and Jen. Your support is truly appreciated.